<laughs> See, it sound perfect now, though. It's good now. Yeah, it sound perfect now. Alright, I'm gonna just leave this shit right the fuck here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sound, yeah, it sound good right now. Right now it's good. Alright, let's just get this shit out the way. Alright. You're locked onto the Let's Talk Sports Podcast. The weekly NBA podcast without all those soft generic bullshit takes. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. Now, with no further ado, let's get you into this week's episode of Let's Talk Sports. And heal my husband, Lord Father God, and please forgive him for he know not what he do. I ask grace, Lord Father God, and mercy over his life, Lord Father God. Lord Father God, I dispatch my angels to him right now, wherever he is, Lord Father God, to give him the strength and the courage to know that he is good enough to get to, through to another day. Father God, whatever hurt and pain that he has experienced in his past, Lord Father God, please let him know that that does not define his future. I ask, Lord Father God, that you give him favor in the midst of great impossibilities, Lord Father God. I ask that your will be done in his life, Lord Father God, so he can stand up, Lord Father God, and you can build him up to be the man that he needs to be, Lord Father God. And the All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Sports. Is your host of the podcast, Remo, a.k.a. Mr. Rich Threads, a.k.a. Mellow Reem, a.k.a. Dame Tom Reem. And we are with the man himself who has birthed all of this, Mr. Justin from Above the Run Podcast. Yo, Remo, what's good, my brother? Appreciate the invite, my man, on the uh, Let's Talk Sports TV. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I like that. Yo, 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 did I big you up enough or you you need some more? Nah, nah, I appreciate that, man. It's it's all love. I got a little bit more. I got a little bit more if you need, but if if you could, you know what I mean? We take it from there. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. We about um a little over a quarter into the season so far, and um I could say things are looking a little spooky for a couple teams. You know, a couple teams that had a little bit more ambition to be better than they thought they were are looking too good, and teams look like it's like you know they're running away with the title. Air quotes to some people, but you know it's looking a little spooky for some. Like yeah. I thought, I thought this was an open race for everybody to actually get a chance to win the chip, but it ain't been looking like that so far, bro. Uh, I agree. I agree. I think. Um, I mean, we thought there was gonna be some parity in the league because there's no more big threes necessarily, but um, I thought a lot of teams would be better than what they actually are, and a couple of the teams that I thought that would be good are really not performing well, and a couple of teams are doing opposite. So um, I, don't, I don't know, man. Like there really aren't that many contenders like we thought they were. I'll put it like that. To be honest with you, I actually thought like, all right, you would say the LA is coming in on a clear cut winners, but. Even them have they they have holes in their their roster and they have issues with scoring and all types of shit like that. Like I mean, I don't really know what they expect from any one team to win seven games. Maybe that's a good thing though. That's actually might be a good thing. Not yeah, good to it. good to watch for for me, yeah. I guess. But yeah. you know, this is a sports podcast. But you know, as we heard in the intro. It's a, it's a little gossipy out there, man. It <laughs> man Jr. in the headlines for the wrong reasons again, bro. What's up with him? Apparently, that's your boy. <laughs> Listen, apparently Jr. 
is back on the Henny, and he knocking off the the co-star of the Flash. And wifey just sent out a prayer for him, man. Prayer. She threw a little shot at Shorty. Sure she, did. But you know, like for a man with no job, to he's doing a little bit too much right now. He's in the headlines for the wrong reasons, bro. He, he, he really is. Like, keep it on the court, man. I don't know what the hell is going on with JR, but, you know, as wifey prayed for him, I'm going to pray for him as well, my brother. <laughs> First of all, how did he even pull that, though? That's already it. I'll give him a little shout out for that, because this is JR Smith we're talking about right now. And uh, Candace, Earl, she is Earl, a quality. Earl, Earl Smith. <laughs> exactly, but. I don't know, man. He definitely in the news for the wrong reason. He needs to get back on the court. I don't know if he's going to even... I don't even know if he is even going to get picked up this year. I doubt it. Somebody, maybe for the playoffs, if somebody gets hurt. But I don't know. Nobody really wants that around their team right now. Yeah. In all actuality, there's a couple teams that actually could use the services. But bringing in, bringing in somebody like him right now with what he got going on is always, you know, a little quagmire. But... One of his former teams are in the news for the wrong reasons again is the bum-ass New York Knicks, man. Mm. I know Travis came on your show and wild him up. He was cussing and all that <laughs> shit. <laughs> but, you know, I guess he was just showing his disdain hate for the Knicks. But the Knicks have found themselves in another rebuild with another coach and are doing more moves with the GM and the, the players up top. What you, what do you think about this crap going on, bro? Man, the 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 Knicks are just it's getting sad at this point. I mean, I get sad honestly. It's been sad, but um, man, they just can't get out of their own way, man. I mean, they were second to last in the East right now, as usual, per usual, right on schedule, and that Knicks hype only usually lasts about like two weeks three weeks tops into the season you notice that and then people just start giving up hope real quick two weeks again. they gave them two games this year yeah probably two games yes <laughs> like i don't remember i don't remember the last time the knicks were even relevant by christmas maybe uh, when jason kidd was there that was the last year that chris a christmas knicks game meant anything and they always usually play on Christmas too Always And they're not this year They have such a bad track history With, with just With everything It's like a rotten tree All the way down bro Like I don't understand what's going on with them But now They, they trying to eye Masai Jiri Out there from uh, Toronto Willing to give up picks for this man I know he does really good with juggling players, but could a player, could a could a a GM like that actually do anything for the New York Knicks? Um, I mean, he can do something. I think he can do something because he comes with a little bit of cachet, and maybe he has a better relationship with some of the players that they want to target in free agency. But um, it still comes down to the players on the court, and um, I mean. Honestly, though, I mean, if we be real, you can't get no worse. Really can't get any worse than what the Knicks are doing right now. So I guess it is an upgrade. Of course it is. But um, I just don't know how the Knicks are going to get him. I mean, I don't know how it's possible. And I don't know if he even wants to come here. I mean, obviously, they're going to throw the bag at him. But that's just 
wasting a lot more money when we know the problem is still up top. The problem is still ownership at the end of the day. So until they fix that issue, I don't know how much they can really expect to progress as a franchise. I'm kind of tired of seeing Steve Miller and everybody's regime. He's like the only one left. And, you know, Dolan's the owner. You don't hear much from him. But the guys that do hop in front of the camera, it's like you you haven't done any justice in any role for the New York Knicks in the last 25 years, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, enough is enough. Just if you're going to start over and you want to start off with a new roster, start off with a new regime all the way up top. And Steve Mills got to go, too. I know his loyalty and Dolan's relationship and all of that. But it's a rotten thing. And then he, then he turned around and hired Steve Black. Steve <laughs> Blatt. Oh Lord, David Blatt. David. Blatt. Da- David Blatt. Sorry, David. Yeah. I got the Mills and the, the Davids. It's crazy. <laughs> you know, he didn't do a bad job in Cleveland, but he doesn't have this the New York swagger, the attitude that New York comes with, and the people like to buy in to certain things. They've been asking for one man forever, and he can't get this man at all. And we know who that is. Mark Jackson yes. One of New York's own Like why wouldn't you give this man a shot You shit it all over Patrick Ewing You turn around and And, and, and you promise jobs to certain People that didn't never deserve it What the hell was a Jeff Hornacek What was that oh, That was a waste of time It was a waste of time a waste of effort And guess what another losing season but I don't know who they end up to, to come to fulfill these positions. But last year with the Knicks, I want to talk about Julius Randle. Your boy. Uh, that's definitely not my boy. That's Damo's boy. <laughs> Dog. Uh, man, I tell they, you. They, reported, they have reported about regrets of signing this man already. Yeah. And, and he his was apologies, the, too. He was the only... He was the only long-term contract that they signed this year and his regretful season already mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know where they go from here i i you know I, i'm pretty I mean, i've given up a long time ago i mean they gotta keep them though they gotta keep them though especially for now i mean i don't think there's anything that they can really do with them i mean he's not Terrible, like he still can put up numbers. He still, what he's giving you, like seventeen and eight or something like that right now this season. He's I a walking. He he's a walking turnover, dog. Oh, he definitely is a walking turnover. But you know what's the problem is because the Knicks allow him to do that. That's really the problem. If he had a coach in there who would really tell him what he needs to be doing, like he shouldn't be running the point. You notice, I went to that game, that Knicks game against the Hornets or whatever they were playing. There, there were about. Five to seven minutes, the Knicks were on the floor without a point guard, without Alfred Payton, without um, DSJ, without the French Krilla, the French baguette. baguette. Um, <laughs> without him in there, they was five to seven minutes without either of those point guards in there. And you know who's running point? Julius Randle. This guy swore that he was a point guard, running the offense, turning the ball over, walking it up the floor, being at the top of the key. And I'm sitting here like, dog, just uh, driving to the rim recklessly with his head down, 
turnovers and charges. And not even looking to pass, though. Like, he just keeps his head down until he gets under the basket and then pump fakes and tries to lay it up and gets blocked, turns it over, or maybe gets a foul or something like that. But nothing nothing smooth is what he's doing. Nothing at all. He plays like an entitled man. Like, like I know I got the highest contract this year, and I deserve to take all the shots. And it's really a disgusting brand of basketball to watch. And then you turn around, and why is he running the point guard when you have three point guards on the roster? You know, Frank didn't pan out to what he is, but it's gotten so bad at the Garden that people are cheering, we want Frank. (laughs) That's how bad it's gotten. That's terrible. Forget about talking about these losers. I want to talk about the NBA's agenda. Mm. And it seems like there's three teams that's on rotation on all sports networks that is only spoken about. And that'll be the Los Angeles Lakers, the Los Angeles Clippers, and uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. Other than that, it's not a lot of TV time for any other teams. And there are some decent play, some decent teams and some decent games on per night. Example, CP3 is playing amazing. He gets no TV time. Speak on it. And, and, and that's one of your guys, you know, that they try to shelf and make him seem like, you know, he had nothing left in the tank. One of the highest clutch ratings in the league this year. The highest, sir. The yeah, highest. I apologize. I apologize. It was number two, but now Zach Levine's two is he's one. For a limited time, though, but I'll take it. Yeah, but there's there's teams like Boston that's getting really no 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 speak about. They're 20 and 7 right now. They're they're three players, Jalen Brown, um, Walker Tatum. and Tatum. Tatum. They they're killing right now. And it's not even they're playing like seamlessly. Like Walker's been there for a couple years. And there's no speak about Kyrie leaving and you know what I'm saying? Like they're just going along and winning games. Yeah. Jimmy's over there in Miami with a bunch of freshmen. <laughs> with a bunch of college freshmen running up the score. Mm-hmm. Denver's quietly in the second place in the in the Western Conference. And they get no TV time. It's three teams and about five players they talk about every single night. And I'm about tired of it, bro. Yeah. I I, I agree. I, I agree with you, man. But you know, I mean, there's a lot of riding the same couple of teams. And you know why? Because they're riding a certain couple of players. Um, that LeBron? Fits. Yeah, LeBron. LeBron. It Kawhi. Been, it might as well be LeBron ESPN. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? LeBron TN. I'm, I'm, I'm so I'm so sick of it. The man spits his gum out. It, it, it becomes a a topic on Sports Center. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm I just don't understand. And then they said that the ratings were down. It's because you're not letting the other players flourish. Yeah, there's a I bunch agree. Young, there's a bunch of young players out here that aren't getting any shine. Devin Booker's of the world. And uh, what's the young man out there? And um. Out there f- playing for for Charlotte for for the for the Hornets. The, Devontae the Graham. Oh, this man is having a hell of a season. Yeah, 
said, I said, who is this this young man? Yeah, he's having a hell of a season. He came out of nowhere too. Man, I I seen him on fantasy killing. I said, man, who the hell is this? <laughs> yeah, that's what he was. He what... was not drafted too, so he was a quick waiver wire pickup. Man, like. There's a lot of good stories out there other than the whole Melo coming back situation because you do got Siakam playing out of his mind, which I thought he was going to fall the hell off the cliff. I thought they say they gave him the keys to the, to the, to the whip and he drove it off the cliff because I didn't see him being that much better than he, you know, I thought the ceiling was reached. Yeah, he impressed me. Yeah. He's doing, he's doing his thing, man. Yeah, he impressed me. He's definitely, he's definitely been, been, been doing his thing. Um, Siaka. Remember, I had a, on my show, I had like a cop and a dropper with him. I think it was, but um, we both had to eat our words on that because I definitely, um, I definitely didn't think he was gonna perform to this level, like being the number one option. I definitely didn't think he was gonna perform, and he's, he's giving you like twenty five. Give you. Oh like no, he's, 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 eight. he's balling. Yeah. Like I, and being I, the number I had one, I'm feeling like a Jonathan Simmons. Like I had him with that kind of performance, and, you know. I guess I got to eat my words, so I apologize. He's he's really has been ball. Like I've been very impressed with him, and you know he's playing the same exact way that he played when Kawhi was there. So that's why I like it. Like he didn't really change his game or anything like that. He didn't try to do anything new. All he did was basically upgrade in the skills he already had. And he's just yeah. getting more touches. Like he's taking cats off the dribble. I know you see it. He's taking dudes off the dribble, getting to the lane, he's um, finishing spinning off a couple, of finishing, yeah, and getting to the line and hitting threes and playing good defense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you gotta right. give him love. Listen, for those that don't know, this whole conversation right now between me and Just is about one topic, and let's just get through the fluff. Let's talk about. <laughs> let's talk about CP3, dog. Mm. When I say proving all the haters wrong, mm. this man, he shot a, a seven for nine game the other day. Oh, he hit nine. He got a couple buzzer beaters. He he came back twice from twenty points down in a week for back a W. For a W. Dog. CB3 man, I, I'm a, I'm gonna give you the floor because this is your guy. Um, how I, impressed? I, how impressed are you? I'm very impressed. I mean, I'm I'm impressed, but I know he could do it. You get what I'm saying? So I'm not surprised. I'm impressed, but not surprised. I should say that. Um, because man, I mean, I knew last year that that was just an abomination for for CB3. It was just a bad year as a whole. And it was a lot of things going on amongst the team. There was a lot of pettiness, a lot of pouting between him and James Harden. So his his heart was in it because he still wanted to win. But there was some weird kind of black cloud like over that roster a little bit last year. The media hated them last year. The Rockets were the, like the number one hated team last year. Um, and then there were a couple of things with, with when CP3 went over to Golden State and won by himself. And then Harden went over to Golden State and won by himself. So they both fell out, felt like, man, I didn't really need you like that. So it was a lot of nonsense going over there from last year. And then he wasn't in shape fully, I feel like, um, last year. He was hurt a lot. But this year, he came in shape. He worked out a little bit. He went um, vegan or whatever it was. Um, changed out his whole workout regimen. 
He got he a new trainer. He went vegan with no muscles, but go ahead. <laughs> Proceed. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. But it, it, it worked for him, though, because he slimmed down. He definitely looks a lot slimmer. He's moving yeah. quicker. Um, crossover's still there. Jump shot is definitely still there. And what didn't, what never left is his IQ. And he's um he's averaging 16 and, 16 and 6. Um, he's shooting 40% from the field, 90% from the line. And, and um, Thunder 7th in the West, 2 behind the Jazz for 5th. And... Um, Man, I, I I gotta give him some love, man. And and the team, the team, he's definitely bought in. So most importantly, too, I gotta give him a nod for his professionalism because he definitely is bought into that leadership role with the OKC Thunder. And they um they playing well, man. They're playing well. Yeah, they, they, to be honest with you, I I figured he'd have been sent over there and he'd be pouting and crying, Me too. trying to get out of that situation. And he's kind of groomed those young men to the yeah. point where like. I believe in both of those point guards to be, you know, like serviceable players career-wise because of what they're learning from CP3. How yeah. to really navigate and really how to manage a team and play with, with pace. And CP3 knows how to turn it up in the right positions. In the yes. right positions. To the point where he even won a game on the mental note of so- knowing somebody's shirt was tucked out. <laughs> like, you know, people are... And they were bashing him for that bashing my son for that yeah but it's it's not his job not to know the rule book especially as a point guard exactly so you know and it, I, and, and it resulted in a win most importantly yeah that, it, that it was, didn't that result was in big. A, that was big yeah. that was big so because of that they won the game so how can so how can you talk about your snitch what the hell snitching gotta do with it this is basketball i'm trying to win under any under all all circumstances i'm trying to win Man, he he's even lit a fire under Dennis Schroeder's ass yeah. right now. Yeah, cause cause he, that young man is balling off the bench. He's leading the league and scoring off the bench right yeah. now. I I, I don't right. even have to look at the numbers to see that last couple of games. I said, Damn, this, I mean, he he, he hooping. Uh, no, he definitely is. I might have to look at that for a fantasy pickup. Man, I think he's picked up already. You ain't, ain't gonna get him. No, 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 not a pickup. Oh, a trade. trade, a trade. Okay, you don't trade with me, but it's cool. <laughs> nah, <laughs> Green don't want to wheel a deal, man. He's not trying to wheel listen, a deal. Listen, listen, listen. I don't talk to people under three, all right? Nah, that's a fact. But listen, okay. so 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 on that note, uh, on the note of CP3 hooping so well, um, I wouldn't say that that the Rockets are really playing bad, but I see a chemistry issue building between the two guards because. Some of the greatest games that have come so far is when Russ kind of played out of the system for Houston. And what made CP3 so important to Houston was being able to knock down and extend the floor for somebody like James Harden. So you think right now that Houston is regretting the way that uh, CP3 is playing at the time? Um... I'm gonna be honest here. As much as much as I love CP3, I don't I don't think that the Rockets are regretting it right now because I don't think it's time yet for them to regret it. I don't think they're gonna regret it until the postseason. And I say that for where, a where it matters. Where it matters most. Yeah, because right now, see I disagree with you a little bit when it comes to Russ and Harden because I don't think it's a um whatchamacallit. I don't think uh Damn, what was the word that you just used? 
with the relationship with them. I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Yeah, um, but basically, it's, it it wasn't the word that you use. I'm, I, I was thinking more of the term of that. Um, they don't complement each other well. Okay. Um, Russ and Harden, like their games don't complement each other well. Not that their chemistry issues or anything like that, because I think actually the chemistry is cool. I think because they, they actually because they're cool, they're friends. Yeah, because they're cool, so they think they can talk to each other any old kind of way, and and, and they're no one is gonna take anything of it. But when it gets they, down, because they bloods, allegedly. exactly, allegedly, exactly. <laughs> allegedly, yeah, allegedly. <laughs> but when it comes down to the postseason, I think their relationship might be so strong that it actually might end up alienating some of the other players on the team. Because when it gets down to the playoffs, they're going to think that it's about those two. Like, they have to win it now, and this is their chance to win or whatever. And because I think both of them, at times, don't really use their IQ to their advantage or don't necessarily have the right right IQ in certain situations, I think that's where CP3 came in because he was a... Uh, more of more of like a synonym to 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 James Harden, more, more so of in like how Russell Westbrook is an antonym basically to to James Harden. He's the complete opposite of him. CP3 okay, with, with the with the AT words. <laughs> <laughs> no, but CP3 he just brings something a little bit different to the table. He brought that high IQ that sometimes Harden may lack. And when Harden wants to go one on one in the playoffs, CP3 will be the one to call a play when. Russell Westbrook will be the one to go one-on-one on his end, the next play down the court. So that's where I think they they don't necessarily regret it now, but I think when they get to those uh, playoff, intense playoff series, because I don't think they're going to pass the second round, I think that's where it's going to come up to bite them in the ass, the IQ, because Dan Tony can't coach either way. Yeah, his adjustment schemes are pretty, like, like terrible. I mean, he's like, yeah. historically known for blowing it. But, um... Yeah. With CP3 playing so well at this point in time, right, it's a two-part question. Does it does it affect his ability to be traded to those landing spots that you know we were eyeing prior on your show? And then, if it doesn't, what is it, like one of the number one landing spots you think realistically could be for CP3? Man, it's crazy because um, I'm low low key though, low keys. I feel like I'm starting to lose hope. That he gonna get traded, man. This season, like, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm just I'm like reading too much into tweets or or I'm reading too much into articles or whatever the case may be. But I don't know. It's not really looking good for him to be traded right now. Uh, oh, one because of his contract. Obviously, of course, it's gonna be really hard to match that salary. Mm-hmm. Um, that's number one. Number two, I think um, because the teams, the best teams for him. Are all kind of doing well? Yeah, so playing they, so well. I so well. So they may think they don't need him as much anymore. And then I, I don't, th- I, I don't, yeah. I don't know, I don't know uh, if it's not needing him. But I think the teams that were potential landing spots for him, mm-hmm. the assets they were willing to give up in the beginning of the year are playing so well. But Today, that may be good. I look at that as a good thing. Like they're playing their way into a trade. No, I mean the amount of players that it would equal to equal. Oh, three. okay, okay. Yeah. Because you would have to include like a Duncan Robinson or a Hero or something like that, and they're all yeah. playing extremely well. And the players yeah. that you thought would be included in there prior to them playing is like a 
money bag yo uh, you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. or waiters but they then messed up to the point where like they're out the rotation and kind of they say waiters almost out of the league so yeah. it's crazy because you notice like the throw-ins that were the people that were supposed to be the throw-ins now yeah. have no value yeah that's, now, that's that's what i mean yeah and now the no value dudes they have value now so now yeah. it's like even Roger, up, i kind of want them roger yeah. isn't starting anymore and he came yeah. in as the projected starter yeah and i think though also one more factor with it i think um which may mean to him not being traded which is disappointing me because i need him off that squad but i need him off okc but i think low key though i think on the lowest of keys that um he's starting he's starting to like it a little bit i feel like he's starting to like okc a little bit and like the role he's that been, he has there. he's been there before yeah but I think he, I think he likes the team more so, like the players on the team. Yeah, that's what it's I a, think. It's it a is. good, it's a good mixture of players because you have, yeah. you know, you have young guys, mm. you know, uh, Alexander. You do have like a Gallinari, which I still think is the ice cream man. But <laughs> he comes up with uh, Noel. He plays with energy. Then you have Adams, a, a gritty type of guy, and you mm. know CP3 loves a solid pick. Yes. He so gets some strong picks with those from dudes. Adams, yeah. So you know, like they have a couple pieces that can. I don't know what the hell they still doing with Ferguson. I don't see it, but whatever. Mm-hmm. But, but they need to figure it out which direction they want to go. Yeah, they want to try to win right now or just take a bottom out. Because they do have a lot of pieces to sell high on. Because they, they will give up for Adams. They will give up for Gallinari, and somebody might have to open up the bankroll for CP3. Mm-hmm. And the thing is that. With a guy like CP3 on your team, he's never gonna be okay with losing. So you yeah. you can never you can never sell him on that. Like, all right, maybe yeah. we should lose this a couple. It's gonna be games. a tanking team. Yeah, for a draft pick for next year, he's gonna be like, what next yeah. year? Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, I, I ain't got a, I ain't got another year in him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't know how many years is left. I I gotta win right now, so he can't even help himself, honestly. I, I want to personally apologize to you about this, you know. Mm. I was giving you shit last year. I said, man, you know, CP3 looking a little old out here. You know, the motor ain't the same. And yada, yada, was yada. Washed. It was hard, man. man. He was taking two steps back on these young boys and busting them in the eyes. Yeah. Like, damn, <laughs> it's because, man, he didn't, he didn't have the opportunity last year, man, with Dan Tony. And that was the reason why he, he, he wanted. I think he definitely did want to leave. I think they had an argument after that last game. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, man, I told you you shouldn't be playing that way. And Harden don't care that the organization is always going to take Harden on CP3. Yeah. So he's like, listen, man, we playing this way and that's it. If you don't like it, you could be out, basically. And then I think that was it. He was like, all right, fuck it. I'm out. I'm actually happy for him that he got away from that nuclear situation, man. Yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah. I hate that he's not on a contender right now, but to get out of there, I think it was good for him because he had to repair his image a little bit, too. Yeah, but I'd rather him be in a situation where he can actually showcase that he's still good yeah. rather than be on a team that's out of the playoffs and out of the runnings and just just terrible. Yeah, because they're in the playoffs. Definitely. But, um, yeah, shout out to definitely big shout out to CP3, man. So um, I want to talk about the, the segment that we go along with. It's called the Give and Go segment. And basically, we just bounce ideas off each other, what's going on, hot takes. And then I give you the topic, and you just go ahead with it. So um, for this week, I want to get into fall with the Mavs. The Mavs have lost Luka for the next two, two weeks or so. So I just want to feel, what do you think takes place with... Uh, the Mavs 
without Luca, their star? Um, they've impressed me, man. I'm not gonna lie, they impressed the hell out of me. They're playing really well, um, with and without Luca. I think um, they got a bunch of quality young pieces on there. They're definitely missing a few in in regards of becoming a contender. I know you're a big Luca guy. I was always a big Trey guy, but Luca's been the great white hope they call him right now. He's impressed me, man. And um, I got to give credit to to Rick Carlisle because I think he's been um, he's been coaching his ass off with that team, man. And I'm impressed, man, because they've beaten some good teams. They got Tim Hardaway looking Jr. looking like he's somebody impressive. Mm-hmm. In, in, in the absence of Luca, couple 20, 30 point games, and then they found a way to wake up. My man, the unicorn. Yes. Been quiet the whole season. I'm like, yo, what's going on with him, man? He don't look right. I don't know if he's adjusting to being the second man or what, but as soon as Luca got hurt, his his efficiency rate climbed up. He's blocking, he's dunking, he's catching. I said, God damn. This is what it takes, but he's keeping him afloat for this two weeks projected that he should be out. And I think they might just be all right they might drop to like the four fifth seed or something like that what what, what's it what's what seedings are they at right now let me double check this because because i thought they were going to drop to the point where like you know luca coming back now they're fighting for a playoff spot and right now they're sitting in five yeah i I could possibly see them dropping to like a six seven but the six seven is all in a in a tight race right now so if they could just keep it afloat until um, Luca gets back. I don't really see it, it going too sour for them. So but how, I, how how far do you think they can get though? How high? Um, I think four is their ceiling. The four five matchup, which could mm. which either they be the four or the five. They could be either or. But I just think they're a dangerous team because Luca is a type that garnishes a lot of attention, but his passing skills are really good. Yeah. And I don't, and and you know, eventually that unit of KP and Luca will click to a one and a two versus a, you know, like matter of fact, not even a one A and a one B versus just a one and a two. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you think they could win a round though? Listen, we've seen we've seen stranger things happen, man. We've seen Golden State take off. I mean, teams back in the day with Baron Davis and these young boys. So like. Like and if they, yeah, go ahead. Energy really matters in the NBA, and they have a lot of it. Yeah, the swagger to win, Luca has that. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's like say for instance they play that four or five, like you were saying, it's like them in the Jazz or something like that. They could yeah. beat the Jazz. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. I think I think they have better positional players and rotational players. Like once you put Seth Curry back in the second unit. He can shoot with the best of who? Joe Ingles? Yeah. Yeah. Jordan Clarkson now? Like, come on now. And who's guarding KP on that team? I think Ingles starts at the four now. That's Which not is a good enough cause, start. Yeah, because Favors isn't there anymore. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, yeah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know about that right there. So let's go to the next topic. Minnesota, is it officially time for them to blow it up? Mm. Blow it up as in how? Like trade everybody? Start or over, or they, or they could keep a main 
a main player and just rip down the studs and keep the frame. Whether it be a Wiggins, you tried at the point guard. You don't have a viable point guard at this point in time. Uh, is Cap going to be the player you need to succeed? Or will he turn into another KG or Kevin Love where they're good players, but there's no playoff success or there's no playoff birth? Like, where do you go with it? Um, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm Minnesota. Their management. I'm not trading Cat. That I'm not. I'm not trading Carl Anthony Towns. I'm not. And actually, that's it. I'll trade everybody else on that roster, but I'm not trading Cat. I think Cat is still a, a quality piece that you just don't let go. Um, I just think you try to make him happy. And what I think is going to make him happy, I think they need to, by any means necessary, go get D'Angelo Russell over there. That's what I think they need to do. Like, by any means necessary, give the Warriors whatever they want, which I'm going to hate because they're probably going to get somebody quality in return. Um, if I'm the Warriors, I will be looking at Wiggins for, for, for D'Lo. I think Wiggins will be solid on that Warriors team because you wouldn't ha- have to ask him to do much. Yeah. And I think I think you'll be a lot better with Clay. Yeah. I, I, to be honest with you, he gives me a, a Harrison Barnes type feeling. Yeah. Better, though. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and younger, shoots better, he jumps higher. Exactly, and I think that's what they they need a little. You know, they always need a little versatility at that three spot. He can switch on anything. He's like six seven, six eight. So if I were the Warriors, I would ask for Wiggins or like yo straight up. I know their contracts are very similar, so it definitely could be a straight up kind of deal. Mm. Um, so that would be interesting if they if they were to look at that because they need to. But uh, Minnesota. I think they need to look into moving a few people. Definitely got to move T, but they got to look into moving somebody except the cat. But they got to switch up something. I'm. At, I think I might be. I might be all in on on, on the moving everybody. Mm. Cat might, too. Cat too. Mm. I might see the best and the the most I could get for a cat. And you can get a lot. And being that there's there's a lot of players in the NBA that are good players that need to be around better players like great position role players and cat being i think we've seen what he's i think we've seen his ceiling Mm -hmm. because him being in the league for a certain amount of time and not being considered one of the top five bigs Mm -hmm. what more is there for him yeah i say i come more for him get as much as i can get back unload the books and potentially i can get two three stars and have a bunch of role players and win actually win yeah so that's 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 an, that's that's another day but one of our last topics oh boy i've been screaming about this for a long time <laughs> but it's draymond green mm, your boy your guy draymond green i've argued for a long time would be a subpar to average NBA player he might even be outside of the league right now if it was not for playing with two and three and four all-stars at a time but my question is do you think that Golden State is regretted giving Draymond Green that contract um to be honest I think they regretfully gave it to him to be honest 
Um, I think they probably regretted it the minute they gave it to him, but they didn't have a choice. That's why I think they regretfully gave it to him. Um, so I think they were like, they had to do it out of loyalty because they did give it to Steph Curry. They definitely gave it to Klay Thompson. So they're like, damn, we can't do him dirty like that, even though he is an integral piece of the team. Mm-hmm. They are already their reputation already took a hit because of KD leaving, and a lot of reports was that he didn't like the way he, they treated him, or it was him over Steph, that kind of shit. So they had to do it just to calm down any noise that could possibly happen. So, but he def to me, if you asking me if he's worth that contract, no, not to me. So, I'm gonna, let's just go over some numbers with this, this guy. He's averaging. Nine points, five assists, shooting 25% from three-point range, 41% from the field. What is that? For a man that, that, that opened his mouth and told Paul Pierce, we don't love, they don't love you like you think they do. The nerve. The nerve of this guy. For, for some of the analysts in the NBA to say, man, this guy is a Sherlock Hall of Famer. A lock. Sure, lock Hall of Fame, and they got guys like Ben Wallace that aren't Hall of Famers off of the same thing that he's done. And I've always said, if you gave PJ Tucker the same role that you gave Draymond Green, he'll be All Star, <laughs> he'll be a champion the same way because he does the same thing. But guess what? He shoots better from three. Way better. So on that note, and he I'm, plays his plays his role also, and he plays just as much D. And on that note, I agree with you, my brother, that I never thought he deserved the money. And I always thought he was overrated. And now that we're playing in a situation where there are no All-Stars next to him, where he should be the number one option with the biggest contract, and he should be able to shine, he is looking like a G-leaguer. And, <laughs> and, and, this, the, 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 that, that Pascal guy... The, the the new dude, the yeah. new Draymond Green, I call him. Yep. He is making Draymond Green kind of expendable at this point. Yeah, he's looking like a new and improved him. Yeah, he he got hops. He, he's physical. He can run the floor. He can dribble. Might be time to move that contract, but the only problem is they might be stuck with it because I don't think that uh, Draymond is productive on any other team. No, definitely not. I've always said that. Definitely not. Can they trade him though? You think they would have the balls to trade him? Ah, uh, shit. I don't think they. I don't think they. They, would. they might not. Based, uh, well, you know, to be honest with you, they really couldn't. They really couldn't care less because they do got Clay and Steph locked in already. Nah, that's they shouldn't care. But I'm. I feel like they. They might be scared too. I mean, he is Rich Paul, and Rich Paul is his agent now. So. He Draymond thinks he has clout in the league. Well, uh, I I don't know. I don't know if they pull the trigger on that, but for business wise, I think it'd be a good investment for them to to get rid of that guy. Yeah, I think so. I just don't think they would, but I think they should. <laughs> so we will never know, but fuck it. But um, before we close out, this is this part of the show we call Remo's rant. So this is the Remo's rant of the week. Uh, basically, I just want to get in everybody's every every GM's ass 
and to stop rewarding these kids who haven't done shit in the NBA and giving them these contracts that they haven't deserved because they are they are really diluting the brand of basketball because these kids are not willing to work with vets there are no veterans on the team to give them direction to the point where they think they've done something because they wear nice outfits in the tunnel they have done nothing they're not all-stars but they're walking around with a hundred thousand dollar contract they can't get their team 50 wins <laughs> let alone bring them to 500 but these guys are max players there's only about four to five max players in my eyes in the NBA. <clears throat> Sorry. And these players, I got a list of a couple players that are just straight scrubs that are being paid. We already said Draymond. He got 100. Andrew Wiggins is making 25.5 million. Otto Porter is making 26 million per year. Damn. Paul Millsap, who in nobody's eyes was the best forward at any point in his career, is making $29.2 million per year. Bruh. And the agent, Mike Conley, who, you know, in some eyes were always, was always a snub or a fringed all-star. And now he was supposed to be revered as the player that the Jazz was missing. He makes thirty point five. million million this year alone we have to stop rewarding this you know there's a couple of other contracts out there um the guy I always call out that they used to play for the Rockets now he's in Atlanta or somebody's local gym I forget his name Chandler Parsons oh yeah he he, uh, he robbed the NBA but I just think I just think alone like GMs need to look into what's going on and they might have to pay veterans a little bit more than these veteran minimums that have players get groomed once again. Because you're paying these kids and they're not being able to produce for you. And, you know, like, the, the product of basketball isn't the same anymore. Mm-hmm. To the point where we went in the beginning, of the, the beginning of the episode where there's 30 teams and we're saying three teams or something we got to talk about every single day. Yeah. There's no reason why, even though his behavior isn't too well, J.R. Smith is at home. Jamal Crawford scored 50 points from his last game to towards the end of the season last year. He's at home or practicing in rec leagues or somebody with a high motor like Kenneth Fareed isn't on the team. Or a guy like uh, Lance, Lance Stevenson. Lance, Lance Stevenson? Yeah, Lance yeah. Stevenson. You can say what you want about him. He's in everything. He's this. He's that. But he brings his game and he brings attitude and he brings a purpose to watching basketball on a daily basis. You're tr- you're, you're bringing dudes out here like Danny Green. Why the hell did they pay him this year? <laughs> and he was one of the big contracts. And he can't even get you double digits per game. I'm just not really understanding. And people that are like vet minimums in the league they're actually being productive Melo's playing amazing with like 16 points a game six rebounds something like that and this man was on his couch Dwight Howard's on a a minimum non-guaranteed and is one of the leaders in the NBA in block shots and defensive ratings so they gotta figure this shit out 
I'm tired of it. You got me with the MSG subscription, and I can't even watch a goddamn decent MSG game. Oh, terrible. So, that's just my rant of the week. I'm your host, Remo, a.k.a. Mr. Rich Threads and all the other names. My host is Just. Just let them know uh, how they can get in contact with you, the dope-ass podcast and all of that. Uh, family, what's good? Uh, check me out at Baltimore Podcast. Um, you know my man Remo is uh, a uh, staple contributor. He's always up there on, on the show, so uh, definitely check him out on there. Um, every Wednesday, you can tune in. Um, listen to it anywhere on all podcast platforms. Follow me on Twitter at JustBlaze underscore 503, J-U-S-B-L-A-Z-E underscore 503 on IG. It's the same. And uh, Ray, appreciate you joining me, man. I mean, I appreciate you joining me. Look at me. I'm so used to saying that. Podcast, the podcast. <laughs> I appreciate the invite, my brother. Oh, <laughs> on, your, on your joint. On your yeah, joint. Listen, listen, listen. On your network. You feel me? Just talking into existence, man. That's what I'm saying. 2020 vision, man. There we go. Yo, I appreciate you coming on. You know, this we've been talking about it, and you've been on my ass like, yo, I mean, what's up with the with the pod, man? Get on the pod. I'm saying, all right, you consistent, know well. Consistent, be consistent. Consistency is key, man. 2020 Visions. Uh, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in once again. Enjoy your Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> we'll be back before the New Year's, man. We out of here. Yeah, man. Peace. Peace. Yes, sir.